Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. We are in week 16, game 15 for your Denver Broncos. What a week it has been. What a week it will be. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy holidays to uh, all of you and your and your loved ones out there. Um, you know, it's a tough time uh, this, this time of year and a great time uh, this time of year. Wish the weather was a little more Christmassy-like, but uh, we'll take what we can get. You know, you shouldn't complain about the good weather, that's for sure, and we've had great weather. Um, COVID is back um, in Colorado, and it, it seems the Omicron virus, even if it's a milder form than the other viruses, uh, more highly contagious. And so the NFL has closed down the uh, facilities to us media. We're on the outside looking in. Uh, you might have seen that I've been typing from my parking lot or from the Broncos parking lot uh, stories out there uh, each of the past two days. Um, Drew Locke is once again your Broncos quarterback after Teddy Bridgewater took that vicious hit to the head uh, with the with the ground. Went airborne, got hit as he was airborne, and his uh, face mask slammed into the turf. He was uh, out. I mean out there uh, for a while, and um, but it looks like Teddy's going to be okay in time. How much time, we'll find out. He's definitely out this week against Las Vegas. Drew Locke will be the quarterback. Uh, Drew came off the bench last week and gave the Broncos a spark. He started throwing the ball downfield. I thought uh, things opened up with uh, Drew in there. He uh, he made a couple. Uh, he made a beautiful pass. Uh, never mind the 25-yard touchdown of Tim Patrick. That required an, a, a nice adjustment by Patrick on that ball to outduel the cornerback. Uh, um, the best throw he he made was to Albert O on the sidelines, a 24-yarder. He was under pressure. He threw a P um, right there, and um, that eventually got the Broncos into a, a first and goal situation at the 10. And then, um, unfortunately for Drew, uh, he turned the ball over um, with the fumble, and that was pretty much the game. That was a tough loss for the Broncos to the Cincinnati Bengals. You have to win that game at home if you're going to be a playoff team. Now no one thinks this is a real – they're 7-7, seven and seven and they're not mathematically out of it. But no one, um, but no one really believes the Broncos uh, are a, a serious, legitimate uh, threat for that uh, seventh and final uh, AFC uh, wild card spot. They're three games out with three to go against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're one game out, but with all the tiebreakers, they're virtually two games out with three to go uh, in the wild card. So Drew Locke gets his chance. Um, Drew struggled uh, coming off the bench twice this year but he looked good uh this last time i thought he looked good he just uh, he didn't finish well you know that last minute drive was uh was a mess um basically bowls had the holding penalty that set him back and there just wasn't enough time to get going it, it it's hard to go 85 yards in in 50 seconds and when it's third and 25 so um uh, and then uh, the, the big play was the fumble that lock where he lost the ball uh, to uh, Kareem, and then um, you know it looked like the Broncos got the ball back for a second, but it didn't work out that way. So Drew Lock is in. Teddy Bridgewater is out this week. Broncos no Pro Bowl selections, um, and really, 
you could blame the lack of recognition, lack of primetime games. Uh, that's a popularity contest. But really, I, I thought the Broncos only had one real snub and, and possibly a second with Sertan. Simmons was, Justin Simmons should have been a pro bowler. No if and buts about it. He's got five interceptions. Uh, yeah, at one point this summer was the highest paid safety. He's now the third um, behind uh, Harrison Smith and uh, the safety from uh, uh, from Seattle there. But uh, J- Justin Simmons, is he is the best free-ranging safety in, uh, in the National Football League. And uh, he should have definitely beat out uh, Tyrone uh, Matthew, the honey badger. Um, Simmons much better than him. Uh, but uh, you got to win for those uh, awards to uh, come into place. Uh, as we said, COVID uh, uh, found its way back to the Dove Valley doors um, this week. Lloyd Cushenberry had uh, delivered all 2,025 offensive snaps for the Broncos. Uh since the start of last year. He was a third-round rookie out of LSU last year. He played in every game, made all 1,100 snaps last year, all 925 snaps through 14 games this year. So his 30-game, 2,025 a snap streak uh, is going to end. Um, there's a chance because he's vaccinated that he has one negative test, say, a Saturday morning, but that's highly unlikely. Um the Broncos now have had 15 players, Drew Himmelman, on the practice squad, uh, also uh, had uh, COVID. So he's the 15th player in the last two months uh, to go on the COVID list. Uh, 13 of the guys, 13 of the 15, were out at least 10 days. And the other two, P.J. Locke was out eight days, and Seth Williams, the practice squatter, was out seven. So um, it's it's almost impossible for... Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, unless it was a false positive, um, to come back and uh, and play in the game Sunday against the Raiders. Austin Schlotman looks like he's going to be the center. Quinn Miners staying at his right guard position. And speaking of Quinn Miners, we had a very nice conversation with him. And uh, we talked about his diet. Uh, we talked about uh, the belly brand that he had going and, and why he shut that down. Uh, talked about how it's gone for him in his, in his rookie year. Looked like he was redshirting for a while, didn't dress the first couple games. Um, uh, well, may, maybe he dressed but didn't play. I think that was it, uh, the first couple of games. So um, then he got in there at right guard for the after the injury to Graham Glasgow. And so um, Miner's doing very well. I think he's uh, rated by pro football focus, the third best offensive lineman in the league. And uh, we had a nice discussion with him. He's probably going to stay at right guard, Austin Slopeman. The center, that's the way it looked in uh, practice Thursday anyway uh, for the Broncos as they replace Lloyd Cushenberry for the first time since he was the Broncos' third-round draft pick behind Michael Ojemudia in the 2020 draft. So for right now, uh, let's uh, listen to our conversation that we had with Quinn Miners uh, during the week. And on the other side of the interview, we'll talk uh, Raiders. Derek Carr, a little bit more about the Bengals, and um, just the whole uh, quarterback situation for the Broncos as they go forward. Uh, Vic Fangio, what it means to him. Um, by the way, no Pro Bowlers for the Broncos. I, you know, it, it, I hate to say it, but that's a good. That was a good day for Vic Fangio. Um, 
you know, he's, he's, he's a coach that's got this team uh, by definition, by Pro Bowl definition, overachieving at 7-7. Seven and seven. There are only six teams that didn't have a Pro Bowl player uh, named uh, to the rosters, uh, all-star rosters yesterday uh, on Wednesday. And um, uh, the, the five of them have four wins or less, the Bears and the Giants. And uh, the Broncos are the only one with seven wins. They're seven and seven. Um, so, uh, you know, that speaks well for Fangio with the talent he has. And we'll talk about that and, and the quarterback position going forward. Uh, after we have this nice, uh, you listen to this interview, it was Quinn Miners is, you know, uh, he's he's got his feet on the ground, um, but it, but it, but his head is uh, is aiming uh, uh, into the sky. You know, he's uh, he's aiming for big things. Uh, I think you're going to like this uh, conversation we had. Very mature young man, also an interesting and exciting young man, um, bringing a little color personality to the uh, offensive line uh, position for the Broncos. So enjoy our conversation that we had this week with third-round rookie Quinn Miners. Quinn Miners, no longer called the belly. By the way, why not? Uh, what, what happened there? You had a good thing going. You are a cult hero right away. Did uh, Fangio have something to do with that? No, that was, that was nothing to do with uh, Fangio. It was... Um, you know, some maturing on my part and, you know, understanding uh, that the NFL is a little bit different than what I did in college and what I did in high school. So it was kind of time to earn my stripes and, uh, you know, be a rookie and not, not try to be in the spotlight because I got a, got a lot of things to do before uh, my time. Well, that's good for a rookie. I, I do. Uh, rookies are, are, are supposed to be seen, not heard, right? Not heard from. And uh, you've done a good job. Uh, you did a good job of that, you know, and, and you're, Describe your rookie year for us because uh, it was adventurous. First of all, you're going to be a center. Then uh, they wound up sitting you, kind of redshirting you the first couple of games. And then uh, you eventually broke in at right guard. It's a, a bit of a roller coaster, although ascending here lately. Yeah, I'll definitely say adventurous is a, I guess, a, a good word for that. You know, like I said, I, you know, I come in here, you know, expected to, you know, learn center and, on top of that, it was learning, you know, both guards as well. So it's definitely, it's definitely been a roller coaster. It had its ups and had its downs. You know, I'm, I was, uh, you know, thankful in the preseason to get a little bit of guard and a little bit of center and, and really just kind of, I guess, wait my turn or because, you know, it, with a long season that we have, I knew that my opportunity was going to come eventually. So I just wanted to make sure I was, I was ready for that. You know, it is unfortunate, you know, that Graham had the, the season ending injury. You know, you, you hate to see that. Um, so, you know, my, my job was just to try to come in and, and uh, make things seamless and, you know, to keep, you know, keep holding up the offensive line for the Denver Broncos. What's it like uh, blocking for a couple of great running backs that you have there, Javante Williams, especially with the way he broke, uh, breaks tackles, and Melvin Gordon. With Javante, you got to stay on those blocks, don't you? Yeah, our backs, we got a, we got a great one-two punch in the backfield. Um, we, we definitely enjoy running the ball with them. You know, they, they keep their feet moving, they, bla they break tackles, uh, you know, and that gets us on the offensive line super excited, you know, to, you know, make sure we get that extra push and extra shove because our running backs are going to break through those, those arm tackles and are going to keep moving their feet and fall forward. So we got to make sure we're there, you know, to keep blocking, push the pile, you know, maybe if a ball comes out, we're there. It's just, 
you know, it's, it's great to have that one-two punch back there. And with our offensive line, you know, we've been able to, you know, be pretty successful in the run game. How do you think you're doing matching up, you know, week by week, getting, getting better, getting more comfortable? Yeah, I would definitely say, I'm, you know, I'm slowly getting, you know, more comfortable. Um, you know, instead of, you know, rotating between three positions, I'm able to kind of now settle in a little bit at one position. Um, you know, I'm still leaning on, on Graham, I'm leaning on Kush, leaning on Dalton, you know, if, for information and just, you know, I'm looking to, to keep improving. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the goal every single week. You know, after a game, it's, I, I love getting my corrections and, you know, I write down every single thing. And, I, you know, as soon as we get ready for, you know, our first practice of the week on Wednesday, you know, I'm already looking to, to keep improving, you know, on some of the things that I did not do so well in the game. Do you, what you talked about the corrections, are they mostly assignment based things where, you know, you, you go this way and you should go that way, or is it more technique type things that uh, they tend to work with you on? Uh, I would say, you know, on the film, you know, I'll be honest, I've had a little bit of both. Um, I would say more so it's the, the technique side of things. Um, you know, it's just trusting my footwork, trusting my hands, and also, you know, trusting the, the people around me, um, you know, and just making sure I'm doing, doing my job the, the best that I can. So, you know, uh, Coach Munchak, Coach Cooper, and Coach Cook have been super uh, helpful, you know, in my development of, you know, making sure I'm getting those corrections and, and working on them daily. One more thing going back to the belly. I, I, I know it's, uh, we'll worry about that next year, but, but tell us about your diet. I understand that you have a very unique uh, diet as only a right guard can have. <laughs> yeah, right now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm eating the, you know, the, the team meals here, but, you know, I guess, you know, throughout college and, and stuff, I, you know, I was eating a lot of ground beef, a lot of rice and whatever vegetables, you know, I like, I like my spinach, I like broccoli, I like my carrots. So it was, you know, pretty strongman, strongman-esque, I guess you could say. That's kind of where I've uh, modeled my diet after was, you know, what the strongman guys eat. You didn't play last year, correct? At Wisconsin Whitewater Division yeah, Two, didn't play because of COVID. How has that affected you as far as, you know, how your body's holding up here through this grind of an NFL season? Yeah, it, you know, in hindsight now, it's it's honestly been, been kind of helpful just because I had that all that time to really just get fully healthy and not have to have, you know, a senior season and then go through the bowl games, go through the combine training. So I, I don't. The only thing I really had to do was was do training. Um, and, you know, I really enjoy that. So, you know, I didn't have a senior year, you know, of playing football. My body's been holding up really well. Um, I'm doing all the necessary things, you know, with, you know, obviously more resources than what I had at Whitewater, um, you know, to keep my body healthy. And, and I've definitely used, you know, the veterans around just, you know, how they take care of their body. And, you know, I, I like to get as much information as possible to make sure I'm doing the right thing. What went through your uh, mind and, and, and your heart as you saw Teddy on the ground like, uh, like he was last week? Yeah, you know, as a, as a football player um, and a teammate of Teddy's, you know, you, you hate seeing injuries. You know, that's something you, you never want to see, um, especially, you know, a head injury and, and you don't know how serious it could be. Um, you know, I know all of us, um, you know, everybody on the field was, you know, really worried for Teddy and we're really thankful that uh, he's okay and, and doing well and is going to go through the protocols and, and get back to, you know, being healthy. Um, but yeah, you, you, never see, you never like seeing injuries and, it, and that's one of the worst parts of the game. How about they've had a practice or two here with uh, Drew Locke. Uh, what type of adjustment do you have to make there with a the new quarterback? I, I would say, you know, no adjustment. You know, it's um, a quarterback that, you know, we've played with, you know, whether it be in the preseason or, you know, whenever he's had to come in and step in. Um, I, I would say there's not really any specific adjustments we have to make. 
Um, our job is to protect them and be able to run the ball. You know, our, our job um, on the offensive line uh, stays the same. Um, it's just a, a different guy back there. You know, the Raiders' defense, they've given up some points, uh, 30th in the league, in fact, in uh, points allowed. But you look up front, and there's one name after another, Quentin Jefferson, Max Crosby, uh, uh, Farrell. you got Solomon Thomas. These are guys coming off the bench. Nasib Hankins. Uh, you got your work cut out for you this Sunday. Yeah, I would say I would say uh, every week we have our, we have our uh, work cut out. You know the 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 thing. You know the baseline for every team. You know in the NFL is their offensive line and defensive line. Um, so you know it's always it's always going to be a challenge. Um, and I you know, I'm, I'm really excited for it. You know I, obviously I didn't get to play in the, the first game, um, so I'm excited to to play in this game and you know come out with a win. You know the game didn't go the way we wanted to in the first time, so. Now it's time to go down to their place and, and get a W. You've had five starts, and I think uh, Pro Football Focus has you as the uh, third best or uh, third highest graded offensive lineman am among rookies. Any goals that way? Um, any ambitions here to finish out the year? Yeah, I, I have plenty of, of personal goals and stuff like that. Um, none of it really involves what PFF uh, has me graded at. Um, you know, my, my goal is to, is to keep improving every single week. Um, you know, I, I want to, you know, have no misassignments. I want to have great technique. Um, and most importantly, I, I just want to win. You know, and there's no better feeling than getting into the locker room after a game with a nice win. You know, especially, you know, when you get 30, 30 rush attempts, you know, you, you see the scoreboard, you got 150 yards rushing. Those are the things that get me excited. Um, so so personal-wise, I don't really have much. I just want to, you know, help the team win and, you know, be assignment and technique sound. Well, it should be fun for you down the stretch here. All AFC West rivals, uh, starting with the Raiders uh, at Vegas. And uh, I know as a rookie, you're just getting acclimated into these rivalries. Uh, you have to be looking forward to it. Whether you make the playoffs or not, it's going to be fun for you down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt. There's definitely, you know, a lot of fun playing football this time of year. Um, you know, and, you know, like you said, uh, you know, divisional opponents and, you know, I'm learning I'm learning, you know, what Broncos country feels like towards these other teams. And, you know, I'm starting to get that fire. And, I, you know, I definitely love playing against these teams. Great. Quinn, uh, stay uh, healthy for us and uh, good luck on Sunday. Sweet. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. All right. Thank you very much and hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation we had with the Broncos third round rookie Quinn Miners. Broncos wound up with a pretty good third round uh, in this past draft. Uh, we all know they got Sertan in the first round. Big time hit. He's a first time of a first team alternate to the Pro Bowl. You have uh, Javante Williams in the second round. He's a he's a fifth uh, alternate at the running back position, which is hard to do. He has over 800 yards. Uh, got a real good chance uh, averaging about us uh, Let's see if he averages 59 yards a game. The last three games, he'll go over 1,000 yards in uh, game 17. And then um, in the third round, they get Quinn Miners, who's been starting at right guard, and Baron Browning. Uh, I think he was the last pick of the third round, and, he go, and he's been starting at inside linebackers. So um, big-time uh, rookie class for George Payton, his first one. Uh, with the Denver Broncos. Broncos play the Raiders. Both teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. Kind of like last week with the Bengals when both teams were 7-6. and six. The winner of that game moves into good position. 
And sure enough, the Bengals won, and they're now the, the number four AFC playoff seed. They are leading the uh, AFC North. They, they catapulted the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they have to play the Ravens here, I think, this week. So um, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, uh, it was big. That win was big for the Bengals, and it was devastating for the Broncos, who fell to the 13th seed in the AFC playoff picture. 14, the New York Jets. That shows you uh, so close yet so far away for the Denver Broncos. So if the Broncos win this game, they will. Uh, it'll be a big game the following week against the Chargers. You don't call this a big game because the Broncos may be out of it anyway. Even if they win three in a row, it may be not enough to uh, make the playoffs. But if they win, it does make things interesting uh, for another week. They're still in it. And people will get a little uh, peek in to see if they can beat the Chargers. And, um, you know, that would guarantee, uh, uh, you know, a winning season and uh, still keep them in the, in the playoff hunt. If they lose, then it's trouble. I, I think it, it, if they lose this game, it's trouble possibly for Vic Fangio. Um, even though uh, you could make a strong case that he's done a good job. And uh, I'm telling you, folks, the decision on Vic Fangio upstairs from Joe Ellis and George Payton has not been made yet. And uh, I know on the outside, everyone thinks a move is going to be made. Um, and a little bit on the inside and, and around Broncos country, uh, they think a move is going to be made with the coaching staff. Not not necessarily. Uh, there will be changes after the season, but not necessarily with Vic. You have to see how it plays out, how it feels. Um, if they beat the Raiders, Vic is still very much alive, and that's what he's going for with Drew Locke uh, in this particular game. The difficulty with the Raiders, the Raiders aren't a very good team. Uh, they lost John Gruden. They recovered from that and beat the Broncos right away, by the way. Um, Carr, Derek Carr was fantastic in that game, throwing for 348 yards and two touchdowns. He had two long ones to Henry Ruggs. And the Raiders, of course, no longer have Ruggs, a, a tremendous talent uh, who was involved in a hideous uh, car crash. And, you know, he's been, he's been jailed and charged and uh, just a terrible thing. Uh, the, the charges against him are just horrific. And the Raiders haven't quite recovered uh, from that, both, I think, both emotionally, or emotionally, mentally, and physically with the physical tools uh, that Ruggs brought to that team. Darren Waller, their excellent tight end, has also been out with a hip injury. And it uh, doesn't look good for him to play this week either. So that's two big weapons um, down for Derek Carr as they take on the Broncos in this game. And so the Broncos, I think, should win. Even though the Raiders are favored by a point, point and a half, I think the Broncos should win this game. It, of course, all depends on uh, Drew Locke. If Drew, good Drew plays and, and can uh, minimize the, uh, the turnovers, Maybe no more than one turnover for Drew Locke. I think the Broncos can pull this one out. And then what do the Broncos do at the quarterback position? Um, you know, we'll see what happens after this game, whether they go back to Teddy or whether they stay with Drew Locke. I know uh, Vic Fangio said Teddy's the starting quarterback if he's healthy. I'm not so sure about that. Let's see how Drew plays before you pull that uh, switch. And then you got to also see how if, if Teddy's ready, you know, um, just because he's cleared from the hospital, ready to go home and recover on his own, don't doesn't mean that after that vicious hit, he's ready to play football again. 
So let's just wait and see on that. But after this season, I fully anticipate George Payton to get a quarterback somehow, some way during the offseason. Most likely a proven quarterback. I'm not sure if Aaron Rodgers will be available. Not sure if Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, if any of those guys will be available. But um, there's some others that are out there that might be available for trade that we're unaware of right now. No one thought Matthew Stafford would be available at this time last year. So uh, I do think that uh, George Payton is going to make a play for a um, a Pro Bowl, uh, 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 you know, a, a starting quarterback uh, with, with a few more skins on the wall than what uh, Teddy Bridgewater had when he was acquired here last year. So thank you again to Quinn Miners for sitting down and visiting with us in, in Nine News. Uh, you can see this uh, a video um, in the... Uh, and the interview on Game Day Live on Sunday morning. And then, uh, of course, you heard it right here on our podcast in its entirety. I think you uh, probably enjoyed it. So uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Broncos, Raiders, the day after Christmas on Sunday. Then the Chargers, the day after New Year's, the following Sunday. Let's see where the Broncos are at if that final game against the Chiefs at Empower Field on January 9th will mean anything. So... Thanks for listening to everyone. Hope Santa Claus is very good to you. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. That's out there. Um, you can watch that on Nine News uh, 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 Christmas Eve night, Christmas morning on our various newscasts. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. So thanks for uh, listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you again next week as we recap the Broncos Raiders game and look forward to uh, game two between the Broncos and Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Goodbye, everybody.